right? Good evening. I think about them old songs we've been singing for so long and the people that wrote them. I mean, did they have any clue, you know, that that song would be sung for so many years, you know, after uh, they were gone? Um, I think about all the messages that Spurgeon wrote out and what a blessing that's been to people for so long. And I think that's one of the reasons why we don't have the the judgment seat of Christ for Christians until after it's all done. Because I think the things that we sow in this life that keep on going long after we're gone, that's still reaping rewards. You know, just because we're not here doesn't mean that our work that we started doesn't still have fruit. And so that's just something to keep in mind. What kind of work are we doing to where after we're long dead and gone, is it going to keep producing fruit? Um, I think there's other things that do that. I think that the work you put into people, uh, the work you put into your children and all that, there's, there's fruit from that, uh, what you've taught the kids and so forth and other people. that Go on long after you're gone. And I think that's part of, of the reward as well for children of God. Anyhow, not what our message is about. It's amazing what can go through your brain just a couple minutes as you're singing the song. <laughs> uh, Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12 we're going to talk about the chastening hand of the Lord, but I want us to think about it in respect to with this being Thanksgiving, of course, and being thankful, being thankful for the chastening hand of the Lord. Uh, how, how many of us, you know, I'm, I'm sure all of us would raise our hand, you know, are you thankful that when you were young, your, your, your parents chastened you, they, they corrected you? I mean, I think we'd all, as, as an adult, if you're not old enough yet to raise your hand, you're not an adult yet, okay? Uh, unless you were chasing the wrong way, you know, when you were little, uh, you know, and your parents just beat you all the time, uh, then of course you're not going to raise your hand. Uh, but if you had lovely, loving parents that chased you the right way, all of us are going to raise our hands. If you're not old enough to appreciate that, then you're not old enough yet. Um, but anyhow... Uh, I'm thankful, you know, e even uh, looking back, I, I know that I, my dad and mom, I don't, I don't think they had good examples, you know, in how to uh, correct children. And uh, so it wasn't always done the right way. Um, but I'm still thankful uh, looking back on many times in which it was done the right way and for the type of things, you know, they tried to correct me on. Um, but anyhow, without getting into that, I want to read Hebrews 12 and verse 5 through 13. Hebrews 12, 5 through 13 says this, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect, Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? 
For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather let it be healed. Let's pray. Father, I use this lesson tonight to be a blessing and encouragement to your people. And Lord, I want to thank you for your chastening hand in our life. Uh, the gentle rebukes, Lord, from your word as we open it up for the conviction of the Holy Spirit and that it gets us when we're going wrong. And Lord, that the times that you have to uh, touch us in a way to really get our attention, to get our paths straight. Thank you for loving us, for correcting us as your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, verse 5 here in Hebrews uh, 12 is making reference to Proverbs 3, verse 11 and 12. That's the, the scripture reference when he says, Have you forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons? Um, when, you, when you look at the uh, context and where Hebrews 12 and it's verse 5 through 13 lies, uh, to, me, to me in itself is, is interesting He's just said a whole lot in chapter 11 uh, about the heroes, what we call the heroes of the faith in chapter 11. We've got a whole chapter there uh, about the patriarchs. And then the first part of chapter 12, uh, he, he gives the example of Jesus Christ, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith there in the first part of chapter 12. Um, and then all of a sudden, he just starts talking about chastisement. Um, maybe that's... a Good, because it reminds us, you know, that the patriarchs of old, who we look up to as the heroes of faith, they had to be chastened too. Uh, God gives us a lot of the highlights, you know, of their life, the good points, but He does reveal some of the bad things in some of their lives as well. Uh, but I assure you, because they were sons and daughters of the Lord, they got chastened, they got corrected. And oftentimes we also, and we'll talk about this in a moment, but we also... Oftentimes, just talk about the chasing the Lord, and we limit it to you know like uh, something very severe. You, you know, God God really chastened us, um, like we would connect it to if it comes to that place as a parent where you have to spank your children. Listen, there's a whole lot of chastisement that goes on beyond that, and um, anyhow, we're, we're going to get into that. Um, if that's the only chastisement you do, if you spank your children then you're not doing a very good job, okay? There's a lot more than that involved in chastening and correcting our children. But he says in verse 8, whereof all are partakers. Uh, all of us are partakers of God's chastening hand as his children. Um, so let's look at this subject of chastisement here from Hebrews 12 and, and uh, see some things, first of all, we should be thankful for. First of all, be thankful that God chastens you because it's a sign that you're a child of God. Be thankful that God chastens you because it's a sign that you're a child of God. Several times in this passage, he refers to them being the children of God and God being their father. 
And it's a, it's a continual reminder when God is correcting you in your life uh, that you are a child of God. Why, why do we correct our children? Because they're our children. Because they're our children, and we love them. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, but he's, he's, several times here, he speaks to them, and he says, My son. There in verse 5, when he's quoting from Hebrews, or from Proverbs 3, he says, My son. Um, and then uh, verse 6, he says, every son. Uh, verse 7, he says, God deals with you as with sons. And then he says, for what son is he whom the father chastens not? In verse 8, he makes it clear that if you are one of God's children, then you get chastisement. And if you don't get chastisement, then you're not a child of God. Um, God deals with his children differently. He deals with his children differently. He will chastise them and correct them uh, when they uh, do wrong. Listen, as a child of God, you cannot, you cannot do sin and get away with it. God is going to correct you. And He uses different means. He uses His Word. Sometimes that's when we open it up. If we're not in the Word of God, it might be through somebody else giving the Word. Um, he uses His Holy Spirit to convict us, uh, to alert us to... Uh, when we're going against him, uh, he uses many things. Um, but God will chasten us. He always chastens his children. You know, listen, be thankful. If it seems like that you can't get away with anything, be glad. <laughs> you know, I remember being a, a, a little kid and, and it seemed like you know, other kids could get away with stuff, and I couldn't. I'm like, man, my parents are just terrible. And you know what? No, looking back, I'm like, Oh, man, my parents, I'm glad they did that. And, and you know, we need to come to that as, as grown, adult, mature Christians to where we can finally appreciate the chastening hand of the Lord. And, and you know you're maturing whenever you get to that place as an adult when you are, you know, boy, I'm glad my parents chastened me when I was little. I'm glad they corrected me. I'm glad they were there, told me no. I'm glad, I'm glad they did those things. You're a mature, you're, you're becoming a mature human being, <laughs> you know, when you get to that state. It's the same way as a child of God. You become a mature child of God when you can actually say, thank you, Lord, for correcting me. Thank you for chastening me. I don't know how many times in my life have, have I thought something or, or did something. It's like the Lord just immediately you know, got my attention and said, uh-uh, uh-uh, nope. That's not the way it's going to be. Um, but when, so be thankful uh, that the Lord does that because it, he's saying, hey, you're my child and you're not going to get away with that um in verse 7 he's appealing really to logic when he says for what son is he whom the father chastens not i just think about that in today's culture i'm like there's a lot of sons that don't get chastened by their fathers and um you know i, I think that what he's arguing from a standpoint that i mean what father wouldn't chasten his son i mean we all know that all fathers chasten their sons well that's kind of a hard thing to say right now because fathers aren't chasing their sons fathers it's it lies on us, first and foremost, to take the lead uh, in the chastisement part of our children. We, God holds us responsible. And so we need, we need to understand that. Now, secondly, we should be thankful for God's chastisement because it's God saying He loves us. It's God saying He loves us. Verse 6 clearly states, For whom the Lord loves, He chastens. Why does He chasten? Because He loves you. Um, he makes it very clear in verse 8 that some are without chastisement. Uh, but those that are without it are not sons. Um, so God doesn't chasten everybody the same. 
uh, but he does chasten all of his children. Um, I remember being little enough, as, as I said, to, to look back and, and to be thinking, boy, I wish my parents didn't chasten me or correct me for that. Um, but now I'm glad that they did because it means they love me. They love me. Uh, if you have parents that, that correct you and chasten you and, and are willing to tell you no and, and all of those things, you need to be thankful because they are just showing that uh, they love you. Proverbs 13, 24 says, He that spares his rod hates his son. Uh, and, and so we don't spare the rod. We don't, and we don't think of the rod just as you know, the physical form of correction, uh, but as correction itself. Um, the, the, the rod that the shepherd had would be used for a lot of things. Sometimes it was just to simply guide the sheep. Sometimes if they got a little bit more rebellious, they might have to you know, whack their sheep, you know. Uh, but it, it was a form of correction, a guidance. But he says, He that spares his rod hates his son, but he that loves him chastens him uh, quickly. Quickly. The Lord doesn't waste any time. And let me, listen, we need to chasten and correct our children from a very young age. And well, when they get older, let me tell you what, as soon as they are able to understand correction, you need to correct them. <laughs> and that starts pretty early. It starts really early. I mean, it starts less than one. <laughs> When you're starting to guide them and correct them and to teach them no and all those things, uh, we, don't, we don't waste time uh, in correcting them. And God doesn't waste time on his children. He, he corrects all of his children. Um, but let's look at this chastisement. We uh, see next that this chastisement is something that is going to have to be endured in verse 7. This chastisement is something that needs to be endured. Um, by saying that it needs to be endured implies that it's not pleasant. It implies it's not pleasant. And it, says, it also tells us that sometimes God's chastisement might take a little while. Um, so sometimes with our children to correct certain behaviors, it may take a longer process of, of constantly speaking, uh, constantly dealing with them about something, correcting, and, and eventually possibly a, a spanking. Uh, it may be for the same thing over and over for a little while. Listen, I didn't always learn a lesson right the first time, you know. Um, and some things I feel like God's still dealing with me uh, over these years. Um, but sometimes uh, chastisement may need to be one that carries on for days, you know. It, it takes a while. Um, sometimes you may have seen it best as a parent, you know, to help your kids uh, maybe a grounding, you know, from something. That's part, of, that's part of a correction sometimes. But you have to understand, too, correction and, 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 and uh, chastisement isn't just about, you know, doing something that hurts them, you know, in that sense. Um, it, it must be something that guides them, and, and that's to keep in mind as well. Uh, but sometimes you need to do something, especially as they get older, uh, that might be a little more lengthy <laughs> and uh, that might hurt them in a way that maybe remind them. And, and automatically we're, we're thinking, you know, uh, well, spanking, that hurts. Let me tell you what, that's not always the answer. Um, I remember as a young boy, I don't know if I ever shared this with you or not, but uh, I got quite a few spankings in school. They did that in school still whenever I was in school. And uh, wasn't always the best person. Um, I wasn't mean. 
I was just mischievous a lot of times, and I just talked a lot. You believe that, don't you? You believe that. <laughs> Seventh grade on, talks too much, talks too much, talks too much. And my dad said, stop it, stop it. Anyhow, usually I was just something like that. Uh, but when I got in trouble, a lot, oftentimes what they would do in school is they would say, uh, we, once I finally got to that place, they'd say, well, you have an option. You can either uh, get a paddling or 30 minutes detention. I took the paddling every time. I took it in my mind, that was over in like a minute, and the 30 minutes detention, that was absolutely the most torturous thing you could do to me. Make me stay 30 minutes after school. Wear me out, teacher. I want to go home. I want to get out of here. I want to go play, you know. And uh, so I'm just, but it was, it's a good example, the life example. Listen, that each parent has to determine what is best for their child, something that's going to get their attention. Something's going to affect them away to show them that the consequences of sinful actions are not pleasant. It's not something to be enjoyed. It must be endured. He says, no chastening for the present time seems to be joyous. Listen, if your form of chastising or correcting your child and done something wrong is to send them to their room with, the, with their iPads and their TVs and everything, well, I'm grounding my kid. They have to go to their room for you know, three days and can't come out. Listen, in today's culture and society with all the technology, that's like a vacation to them probably. I mean, so, so you, know, you know what I'm saying. It shouldn't be joyous. So something's going to touch them in a way to where it hurts, you know. I'm not talking about physically, but it hurts in here. Something that, uh, that, that they uh, really will not enjoy at all. Um, and, and this reminds me, you know, as we exercise wisdom with our kids, and not every, not every child is the same. Uh, in correcting our children, we had four we had to use different methods with each one. And we really had, it was all different with every one of them. And, you know, our God is wise, and he knows all of his children's hearts. He knows that what touches them. Uh, he knows uh, their, their mindset, and he knows exactly what strings to pull, if you would, uh, to get us to go uh, in the right direction. And so chastisement must be something endured. So it is something that won't be pleasant. Uh, but secondly, the manner of chastisement is not just something to be endured, but sometimes it's just a form of rebuke, a form of rebuke. In verse 5, he, he says uh, this, um, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. And uh, this is what you've got to realize, is some parents don't give any direction verbally, and then when their kids mess up, they just unloose on them, you know? Listen, correction starts verbally, rebuking, you know, and warning and teaching and guiding. Uh, the word rebuke speaks of a convicting uh, that brings about shame. And sometimes you go, hey, that's wrong. You should be ashamed to do that. That's, that's part of the, that correction. But it, it is verbal um, as to produce a turning in their hearts. Um, and so the Lord does that for us. And listen, that happens all the time. That, that's one of the reasons we've got to open up this book. Because <laughs> we, we need rebuked. We need guided. We need, we need to have some shame whenever we uh, sin against the Lord. And, and you know, if we're opening up the Word of God, He'll, he'll show us those things. Uh, he'll rebuke us in His Word. Um, sometimes it's just from opening up the Word. Sometimes it's the preaching of the Word of God, uh, listening to teaching, those kind of things. Uh, we're taught in the Word of God to make disciples. The word disciple comes from the word discipline. Um, when we teach our children the word of God, that is a form of discipline. 
And so when people say, do you discipline your children, automatically we just think, well, do they mean, you know, do we ever spank our kids when they misbehave? And, and maybe that's what they mean. But listen, discipline starts long before that. Long before that, discipline is teaching. We should be discipling our children, teaching them and guiding them with the Word of God, uh, correcting them uh, when, when they do wrong, show them what is right. So, so we correct by uh, verbally speaking the word of truth into them to turn them in the right direction. So uh, that is the, the lighter form of chastening. It's a form of chastisement. It's a form of correction. Um, yeah, so keep, keep that in mind. Uh, and, and it's good, too, whenever you're, when your kids get to that place, you know, to where that's all that it takes, you know, just that word. You know, whenever you get beyond that. And, you know, when they're little, you know, you're, you're teaching them, and they won't listen, and then you, you, maybe you have to come to the place where you may have to, to spank them, uh, as the Scriptures teach. Uh, but isn't it wonderful when you don't have to do that? Whenever it's just a correction of the word. Um, and that's good when it's like that. I, like, I think about Peter, you know. And when he denied the Lord, it just, it just says, I love it about Peter. Well, it's terrible he denied the Lord, but, but after he denied the Lord, it just, it just says that Jesus looked at him. He just looked at him. I, I believe it had to be a look of oh, Peter, a look of disappointment. And that just broke Peter's heart, and it says he went out and wept bitterly. God didn't have to take him behind the woodshed physically. and You know what I'm saying? What happened... Was God just looked at him. And I, it's wonderful when you just open up the Word of God and God looks at you through His Word and He's like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. That's where we need to be. But where we're not, you know, need a bridle, you know, to, in their mouth and gets to go the right way. But we're very sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes when rebuking doesn't work, sometimes God has to go the next step. And sometimes it has to be something that a little more painful uh, if we were sensitive to the leadership of the spirit and to the word of God it doesn't have to get that far but notice in verse 6 he says next he says for whom the Lord loves he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives so there uh, chastisement comes in a form of rebuking and then chastisement also comes in, in the form sometimes of scourging in other words it, it literally hurts now sometimes it can literally just hurt on the inside but sometimes it can hurt on the outside too um would the Lord ever do that? Would the Lord ever do that? Uh, yes, He does. So sometimes there's times when God may touch our life physically uh, to get our attention, and uh, He does not spare the rod, and He, uh, God is not going to have spoiled rotten brats, if you would. Um, if we don't listen to the Word, then He might say you need to listen to the rod. And um, like I said, God knows right how to touch our lives. I've heard testimonies of many people who, who, who have said they knew they were out of the will of the Lord. They were walking against God. And, and God physically actually did something to them. And it, got their, it finally got their attention. And, and, and they listened. And sometimes God has to do that. I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to come to that. I don't want us to ever have to come to that. Listen to the Word of God. And you don't have to come to that place of scourging, if you would. Um, listen to God's Word. Be sensitive to leadership of the Spirit. Now, when God does that to somebody, listen, that's between them and the Lord. Okay, that's not for me to determine. 
Because not everyone that goes through something physically means that it's a form of chastisement because they've sinned against the Lord. That's not for you to decide. Uh, but if God is doing that to them, I assure you, as a child of God, they know that that's the hand of God because of sin in their life. You know, it, I think of it like this, and I know I've said this before, but could you imagine going up to any child and, and, and who had just received maybe a spanking from, from their parent and say, you just got spanked by your dad. You'd be like, yeah, I think I know that. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to tell me that. Listen, if one of God's children, if he's needing to deal with them in that manner, you don't have to tell them, okay? You're not the Holy Spirit. You don't have to teach them that. They will know. Jonah knew the storm was for him, and they will know that it's for them. So anyhow, I'll just throw that in there. Um, but so, so sometimes the Lord has to get uh, and do, do things, some things that uh, maybe a, a little more in our life to really get our attention. And the harder heart we have, sometimes the, you know, the chastisement has to be that much more and, um, to, get, to get our attention. But what is the purpose of chastisement? I mean, why does God do this? Is God just liking to do things to us, you know? Is he enjoying that? Listen, none of us as parents should enjoy that, you know, in our, in our children uh, to have to do those things. But the purpose of chastisement, we find this in our text, it, it's for correction in verse 9, for correction. Uh, we have had fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. So how much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? God is correcting us. The word chasten means to train and to educate. That's what the word chasten means, to train and to educate. Um, we, we, we have learned many lessons and been trained by God's Word. That's what His Word is doing. It's chastening us. It's correcting us. We've learned many lessons, sometimes a hard way, by God needing to correct us through conviction uh, or something more severe, as we mentioned. But God is always teaching His children. He's always correcting His children. We're ever learning, and we always shall be. Listen, we're never going to escape the chastening hand of God so long as we're in this life, because we're not perfect. And, um, and, and God is continually working on us. Uh, God indeed trains up His children in the way that they should go. Uh, he is doing that for each of us. He's given us His Holy Spirit of truth to teach us, to convict us of sin. He's given us His Word to rebuke us. He's put us in, in a church uh, to teach us the truth. We are His children. He's going to teach us. He's going to train us. He's going to correct us. And um, through, through, like I said, those, those means, through teachers, through people in our life, through friendships uh, that are godly, to build us up in the faith, to correct us. And this is all part of God's guiding hand to train and to educate us. And listen, we have so many resources today, so many resources that God can use to correct us, and we need to use them. But also God does it for our profit. Next. In verse 10, he said, our fathers corrected us for their profit. You know, sometimes parents just correct their children just to give themselves relief, <laughs> you know, and there, there's some, something to that. Uh, but God truly has our best interest at heart. Sometimes parents don't have their children's best interest at heart in the way that they correct their children. Sometimes they don't. We're human, we mess up. But God always, always has our best interest at heart. In verse 10, it is for our profit. It's for our best. Um, you know, there's two children of different parents are doing the same evil. One receives chastisement, the other doesn't. 
Oftentimes the one uh, who receives the chastisement looks at the one that didn't and they almost become envious and think, boy, I wish, you know, uh, you know, I had your parents or my parents had your standards. Uh, listen, it's for our profit that God corrects us. Um, and then we, we as parents also need to learn from that, that we need to do it for our children's uh, profit. Um, third is to be a partaker of His holiness. Uh, in verse 10 and verse 11, that we might partake of His holiness. And in verse 11, we see that we might yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Listen, this is all part of Him making us more like Jesus. Um, parents chasing their children so as to conform them to their own image, you know, of what they want to see in their children developed. Um, parents may do that. Well, listen, uh, their image of what they want for their children may not be a good image as a human being, uh, but God has a perfect image in what He wants to conform us to, and that is the image of Jesus Christ. And chastisement uh, makes us more like Jesus when we respond the right way. And so thank God for chastisement because He's making you more like Jesus. Um, I remember hearing things like this uh, from parents and, and to their children. Uh, you know, don't, don't do as I do, do as I say. <laughs> and that's a terrible thing. I'm, basically what you're saying is, is I want to correct you, child, for doing this, but I'm not going to do it myself. <laughs> and um, God sets the example. He is the example. We can look to Him. He's the example we need to be like. His holiness and His righteousness. He's doing it for our profit. That we become more holy like Jesus Christ. Uh, it produces uh, the person of Christ more in us. And we conform more to the image of Jesus. And we better resemble our Heavenly Father. Uh, but also in His chastisement, it's, it's to get us closer to the Lord. You, you know, whenever you are not right as a child with your parents it's that and they're having to correct you constantly it's hard to enjoy an intimate time with your parents you know um, that fellowship isn't what it needs to be and the lord is correcting us to make the fellowship the communion better between us and him in verse six it says he scourges every son whom he receives i mean god is drawing us near to himself to take delight in us uh, you know, as a parent, having four kids, I mean, you didn't always enjoy your children. You didn't always enjoy them. You loved them. You loved them, but you didn't always enjoy them whenever they weren't being good. <laughs> it's hard to enjoy them. Uh, but boy, when, when they are being obedient and, and receiving correction, uh, you, you, you get to enjoy them more because you're closer to them uh, emotionally and all of those things. And uh, it's the same way with us in the Lord. When we are responding to God's chastisement in our life, uh, we are drawing closer to the Lord. Proverbs 29, 15, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings his mother to shame. Um, and, and so the rod and reproof give wisdom, and, and the purpose there is to draw the child to yourself. Uh, you leave your child to himself, he brings the mother to shame, so don't do that. Um, those who fail to chasten and correct their children uh, will find uh, less possible joy in their children in the future. Um, 
Next, uh, one of the purposes of chastisement is to change our hearts. God isn't just about changing our direction, you know, outwardly to conform, but He wants to work within us. What we see uh, in verse 11, verse 11, I know chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. I think the King James Version might even say grievous. It speaks of an internal pain, um, not just an outward pain. Uh, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. God works within us. So something might work out of us. Uh, but anyhow, uh, you want to try to get to the heart of your children. You know, when you're correcting your kids, it's not just about correcting behavior, what they did wrong. It's about having a change of heart because we as Christians should know that we do what we do because of what we are on the inside. And so we need to make sure that we're not just you know, producing children that are just learning how to be good on the outside, okay? Uh, we, we need to go after their hearts, go after their hearts. Chastisement that is only focused on changing outward behavior and not inward uh, will only help produce possibly little hypocrites, you know, that know how to be good on the outside but not the inside. Um, we need to want to make sure that, that we're touching their hearts and and, you know, that you talk to them about why this is wrong behavior and talk to them and share the Word of God with them. Listen, every time your children acts up or they, they do something wrong and you happen to correct them, it's an opportunity to share Jesus Christ with them, to tell them the gospel and why Jesus died. It, it changed me completely when I understood when our kids were young that every time they misbehaved and I really had to sit down and talk to them, it was an opportunity to share Jesus with them. It really changed my whole mindset in, in raising kids. And, um, and, and so I want to encourage you to, to do that, to point them to Christ every time uh, and, and talk about their heart and why they should love Jesus and why they shouldn't want uh, to do that. Um, and, and so God is after more than outward conformity or just learning to say sorry. Uh, it's about a changing of, of the heart. Uh, so that it, it will change. It, it will change without, but God's about changing us within uh, first. And, and we, need to, we need to be thankful that God is willing uh, to work within us. Not just, he's not just concerned about us looking good on the outside so we don't bring Him shame, okay? He wants to change us on the inside. Um, Now, very quickly, uh, only got about five minutes here left I want to use. Uh, our response to chastisement, our response to chastisement. You can always make it easier when, when you just respond the right way. <laughs> you know, your, your kids can make it easier. Like, boy, if they just, have you ever seen something just kind of snowball, you know, with your kids? Like, it was, it was really, it wasn't that big of an issue. It was not that big of an issue. Matter of fact, the chastisement for what you were going to do because of this wasn't going to be that bad. And then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, it's a, this all started from this. If they would have just responded the right way and received it well, we'd have been over here. We'd have been fine by now, but then they just didn't. Um, I think we do that with the Lord. We, we just get obstinate, you know, we get hard heart, and we just make things matters worse and worse, and we get bigger and bigger. We need to learn to be submissive. Submissive. Respond the right way the first time. Uh, verse, verse 9, he says, We've had fathers who corrected us. We paid them respect. Shall we not be more readily 
in subjection, subjection to the Father of Spirits. So our response should be one of submission. Um, God is showing us that He's God and that He's in charge, that He's our Father, and that we are His children, and that we need to submit to His authority in our life. And what He says is wrong is wrong. What He says is right is right. And um, I, I, do, I do remember growing up, my mom sometimes didn't explain things too well, uh, but one thing she would always say, I'd say, well, why can't I do that? And it was because I'm the mother, that's why. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, sometimes I could have had a little bit more explanation, you know, on why something was wrong, because there might have been a biblical explanation for why that was wrong. Uh, but I do understand the principle of it's authority thing. It's a submission thing to, to, to her being the mother. And, um, and so there's, there's an element of truth to that. Um, that God is working submission in our hearts. Um, and so let, let us submit to Him. Uh, the, the correction really only gets worse if we do not respond the right way and we fight it. Uh, one of the reasons of chastisement is to work submission into, into our hearts. A submission unto God that, uh, that just, that's wonderful when, when the kids learn that submissive behavior. It's wonderful that, you know, you can say it one time, they're like, they're doing it. And like, wow. Well, wouldn't it be wonderful if we did that with the Word of God? I mean, open it up, says it one time, oh, let's do that. It says that, let's do that. Oh, we love it when our kids do that. Like, wow. Well, let's do the Lord that way. Read it one time. Let's do it. Submit to him. Secondly, don't despise his chastening hand. In verse 5, he says, uh, do not despise the chastening hand of the Lord. Why? Because God is dealing with you as with sons. He's showing he loves you. He cares about you and your direction. And he cares about your heart. He cares about all these things. He wants you to be more like Christ. Uh, so don't, don't despise it. It may not seem joyous, of course, at the present moment. Uh, but don't despise it. Um, be thankful for it. Uh, thirdly, third way to respond is don't be discouraged. Uh, nor be discouraged when you're rebuked by Him. Be encouraged. Be encouraged that you have a Heavenly Father that cares about you, uh, that is wanting to correct you. Um, listen, the people of the world don't, don't know Jesus Christ as their, as their God, don't know God as their Father. Listen, they, they want to get by with a lot of things you're not going to get by with. Don't be discouraged by that. <laughs> be encouraged that God says, no, not my children. No, not my kids. And so be encouraged by that, uh, that, that God uh, is chastening you. Um, and then fourthly, respond by letting it be healed. Let it be healed. In verse 13, he says this. Uh, he says, make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather uh, be healed. Uh, we, we, need, we, need, we need to let it heal. I mean, God corrected you. <laughs> it's over. And go on. Learn from it. Learn from it and go on. Um, you know, if you had to correct your children and, and it was over, all that correction was done, and then you find out a few days later they're still feeling all bad about that, you'd be like, you know, let's go on. We're good. We're good. You know, let's go on. Let's move on. Let it be healed. Um, and then fifthly, learn your lesson and turn. In verse 13, 
Uh, he says, make straight paths for your feet. Uh, one of the purposes of chastisement, again, is to get us on the right track. If we respond the right way, uh, then that's great. But if we don't, we're going to have to learn the lesson again. And, and who knows what God may do uh, that time. And so, so receive the chastisement. Be submissive. Don't despise it. Don't be discouraged. Let it be healed. Learn your lesson and go the right uh, direction. Be thankful tonight. Be thankful that you're a child of God, that God loves you, and that He corrects you. It's a lot to be thankful for. I feel sorry for children today that do not have a father who corrects them. I feel sorry for children today who don't have a father that would correct them. And, and so uh, I need to be thankful that I have a father that corrects me. And he, he corrects all of his children. And I'm so thankful for that uh, tonight. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I ask for your help. Uh, Lord, help us to be thankful for your chastening hand in our life. And Lord, I, I look back on my life, there have been so many times, Lord, it was just so obvious that you were just working a submissive heart in me and that you were, uh, Lord, touching me in a way to turn me to you, and I'm thankful for that. And Lord, in essence, you really, you do this every day. Um, but some times just stick out, stand out to us more. I'm so thankful for that. Uh, Lord, help us to open up the word each day uh, correct us, guide us, lead us by your word, through your spirit, uh, through other people in our life, through your church. Uh, and Lord, just help us to uh, be sensitive, Lord, to your uh, teaching, to your direction, to the things you're using to guide us and to lead us. Thank you, Father, for loving us and for correcting us. And help us to be the right kind of parents to correct our children the right way, in a loving way that teaches them, uh, Lord, you, that, that we would want to correct our children so that they would know Jesus Christ and be like Jesus Christ. And so help us, Lord, to set that right example before them and just help us, Lord, to lovingly correct our children as you have taught us. In Jesus' name, and amen. All right, Dave. Our closing hymn tonight will be hymn.